Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema, and joining me again today is my assistant, Michael Pop. Hey, Michael, how are you doing today? Excellent. It's a beautiful day. It is. Hey, how was your weekend? What did you watch this weekend? Well, with the Bears playing Monday night, I just pretty much sat on the Red Zone channel. I'm not quite uh, the Masters watcher you are. I had uh, to turn over for Tigers 10. You're breaking my heart. I know. This I know. was this was Masters weekend. <laughs> a sacred weekend for all golfers out there. In fact, I called up my mom at uh, Sunday after church and I said to her, you know, you're putting on the Masters? Well, no, she had on the Jaguar game. I said, people in Jacksonville don't watch the Jaguars. What are you doing, woman? Hey, it's they were playing the, the, the cheesehead, so I was watching a little. Go Augusta Jays. National, no, no fans, no patrons on the course whatsoever. Golf at its purest and finest. Beautiful fall foliage. We'll never get to see the course again looking that way. Because in five months, guess what we'll be doing again? Watching the Masters. Watching yes. the Masters, and we have other golf movies we can approach then. You know, uh, leading up to the Masters, there was all this talk about Bryson DeChambeau. A new nickname is the Hulk. Put on about 45 pounds of muscle in the offseason last year. And leading into the Masters, he watched Happy Gilmore. And he was inspired by Happy Gilmore that he thought he could get more distance off the tee. So he started messing around with his equipment, uh, added a longer shaft on his driver. And, well, it didn't work didn't out work. too well for him. But it did bring to mind the 1996, released on February 16th, my brother's birthday, Happy Gilmore. It's a good one. 24 oh. years old now. It's one of the one of the great golf comedies of all time some would argue in that pantheon and right up there with caddyshack uh, starring adam sandler as happy gilmore a, a hockey player who discovers that he really is a golfer christopher mcdonald who's brilliant as shooter mcgavin kind of the nemesis the antagonist oh, snooty yes. antagonist golf uh, golf pro uh, the beautiful Julie Bowen as Virginia Bennett, the PGA Tour public relations person who has to deal with Happy Gilmore. And who can forget the classic from Rocky, Carl Weathers as Chubbs, the PGA Tour pro who loses his career. And how did he lose his career, Michael? Alligator. Uh, the alligator yeah. bit the handoff. <laughs> Not a good thing. A very Florida of it. Very, yes, very uh, Florida kind of movie. We've seen them. Seen them on the golf course. Oh, I sure have. You know, uh, the plot of the movie is kind of uh, very simple. You know, Happy Gilmore, a, a terrible hockey player, an absolutely awful hockey player. Oh, well, well, now he's got a hard shot and he's got a passion for it. He Problem is he can't, can't skate. You <laughs> can't skate. You know, that, that's yeah, it's not kind of good. important. It's kind of like synchronized swimming. I can't swim. It's all good, but Doesn't I can't work. swim. So the the plot is Happy Gilmore's grandmother uh, owes the Internal Revenue Service $270,000. She had not been paying taxes for a long time. Long time. Long time. And 
he wants to get the money so that he can get back his grandmother's house and all of grandma's possessions. And he discovers that he can hit a golf ball a mile. You know, it's in this opening scene called The Bet. Uh, there he is. Uh, they're, they're taking all of her possessions out of the house. He wants to watch a hockey game. They come across his grandfather's old golf clubs. And the movers bet that he can't hit a golf ball further than they can. So that kind of sets up the, the intro into the world of happy moving from hockey over to golf. And in many respects, it's kind of reminiscent of this idea of discovering what are your personal gifts and talents. Uh, mm -hmm. What are your gifts and what are your talents? And, and the motivation. I mean, it wasn't just... Oh, I'm good at this. It was, wait, I can make money on this? Because the, the mover said to him, man, you should be in those long drive contests. He's watching his grandmother's uh, life being taken out of the house. He needs money. And it's like, oh, long drive contest. It's not like he wanted to do it, but he was motivated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's um, kind of in the book of uh, Romans with the Apostle Paul. Romans 12, uh, verse 6. Uh, there it reads, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith of service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy— with cheerfulness, uh, this notion of discovering what your real gifts are and then utilizing them. Well, and, and I think it's important to understand it's not what you love always. I mean, I loved the game of football, and it was my freshman year I realized I really didn't like getting hit, and I really didn't like to hit people. Why am I playing this game? I can enjoy watching it, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I think that's part of that idea of you might have a passion for something. He had a passion for hockey. He wasn't good at it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things in life I'm passionate about, and I'm not very good at it, but it's okay. But that isn't what my gift, my talent, or for that matter, really what my ultimate calling may be. You know, Happy struggles with that. He he wants to be a hockey player. He, he, can, he can taste it. It's, it's right there in front of him. But he doesn't have the gifts or the talents to be that. The desire yet. You know, he has the desire doesn't have the gifts and the talents. You know, I can... Oh, to be a hockey player. Oh, good heavens. I could I could practice golf from now and until Jesus returns, and I will still be a bad golfer. No, it's okay. Oh, that's where we get to degrees. You're a good golfer. I'm the bad golfer. Well, <laughs> you give me a bucket of balls, I'll hit them all day. You know, I, I got thinking about this idea of practice because we're about to get into mentoring and shubs. And, and I think about... Uh, as a coach, I, I got to coach against, well, I, I played against him as a player when he was a coach, and I got to coach against him, uh, Mark Mueller from Cedar Rapids. He's been there forever. Mm -hmm. When I was like first, second grade, I went up to get his autograph at our tournament because it would come to our hometown in Freeport. And he uh, took the time not just to sign his name, but he wrote, practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. I've used it for years now with my kids because you can take 100 shots if you're not going to do it the right way. It really doesn't matter. And, and that really gets into, even for Happy here, you know, Chubbs was needed. Happy would not. And, and we see that in the movie where he tries yeah. it without him and realizes, I need help. 
Yeah, you know, and that's that's a really good point that you can have all the talent in the world, all the gifts in the world, but if you're not working and honing those skills properly, receiving the assistance and the help that you need from somebody more mature uh, further down the road in whatever career path that happens to be, uh, chances are you're going to struggle and mm -hmm. you're going to be unfulfilled. You're not going to arrive at where you really need to be. And in the movie, Happy Gilmore... Uh, we find that in this, you know, kind of this tense relationship between Chubbs, the PGA former pro, uh, former great golfer who lost his hand to an alligator, and Happy. You know, Happy is a kind of an unwilling student because he's not ready to embrace the gifts that he has been given. And Chubbs has to work that around the edges. He has to, to be that coach, be that mentor, uh, be that friend to draw the very best out of Happy. Well, there's that pivotal scene, too, where Happy wins the local tournament. He's now able to go to the tour, and Chubb's like, I want you to put it off six months and train. And, well, of course, he's driven by money. Grandma's mm. estate. He says, right. nope, I'll pick it up on my own. I'm fine. And what's he have to do? He asks him crawling back to Chubb's after he fails so poorly and ask Chubbs for help, you know, because you need somebody else. You yeah, need it's, that it's one of those great scenes in the movie. Happy can't putt. He can hit the ball 400 <laughs> yards, but he can't putt. You know, he, he's down on the ground, you know, go in your home. Go to your home when he's yelling it's at the ball to go scene. in the hole. It's a great scene. Takes him to a miniature golf course, you know, and he can't put the ball in the clown's mouth. And then he takes out the clown. You know, a little, little side story about the movie. You have Lee Trevino, the old uh, uh, PGA Tour pro, now on the senior tour. The Merry Mex, he's uh, from El Paso, Texas. If you go to El Paso, Texas, there is a Lee Trevino Boulevard. Uh, he's a rock star he's the there. Man. He's the man there. And he, he did the movie. He had no idea the, the level of humor uh, language in the life that would be in the movie. Uh, he I did was see that. a little he, discomfort, uh, he, he uncomfortable doing that. it. Yeah, he did. But he was great in the movie. But uh, getting back to Happy and Chubbs, uh, there's this relationship that that forms that's very reminiscent of what we see in the scriptures, uh, particularly with Paul and Timothy. There's this mentor relationship where. Timothy is coming along as a, as a leader in the church, as a pastor in the church, as a bishop in the church. Uh, Paul is mentoring him and continues to do so. That's really what First and Second Timothy are all about. He's giving him the right words of encouragement. He's giving him uh, the right warnings and boundaries of ministry. Uh, he's really looking out for this former, uh, call it what it is, student, to continue to grow and to thrive, you know. So I, I would encourage people, you know, as you're listening, think about in your life, who are the uh, kind of the Paul, Barnabas, and Timothys in your life? Who, who's the Barnabas, the older, wiser, uh, more mature person, whatever your career field may be, that you look up to, that you can tap into that resource, knowing that they're going to be honest with you, and because of their wealth of experience, can give you great guidance. Uh, who's your Paul? Kind of your co-equal, uh, somebody that is about in the same uh, age range, career range as you are, uh, that you bounce ideas off of. Uh, th they're willing to say you're an idiot when you're an idiot, but also praise you when you need praise. And then who's your Timothy? Who are you imparting your skills, your gifts, your abilities to in your career field 
that's growing them, nurturing them, that one day uh, they'll kind of surpass you. And that's a great thing to have. Uh, you know, I look at my life. I have Bob Scuderi. You know, he's definitely my my Barnabas. Uh, he's been he's down there in Naples, Florida. God bless him. A great mission-minded uh, guy in my life. Um, in the world of my Paul, uh, I've got several. You know, my friend Tim Klinkenberg out there in uh, Orange, California. Uh, certainly a, a Paul to me. What a great, great guy. We can be we can be profoundly honest with each other. <laughs> I've seen that uh, at the conference out in Arizona. Yeah, you've seen yes, that you that in action. And then my Timothy, you know, mm. I, I do like to think about the fact that, um, you know, in, in a great respect, there's a, a young pastor in the Bronx, New York. I kind of hope I mentor him every now and again, uh, uh, Matt Gonzalez. Once upon a time, he was in my confirmation class. So I'm old. Uh, why, why, why not me? <laughs> Well, and you too, too, sir. Come on now. You are untamable. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Uh, but kind of think about that relationship. Who are those people that fall in that spectrum in your life and make sure you're doing it? And I know you've got a gaggle full of uh, Timothys in your life through the years of teaching eighth grade, uh, seventh grade, eighth grade, coaching, basketball, uh, and the like. For everybody listening, think about who's your, who's your Paul, who's your Barnabas, Who's your Timothy? Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at another scene in the movie, though. You know, it's it's kind of the culminating scene. They're at the tour championship playing for the gold jacket, you know, which I guess is akin to being the green jacket. Uh, and we get down to Happy's final putt. And, you know, there's chaos on the putting green, uh, the, the the television oh, wait, wait, tower. Wait, wait. you got to set this up. Okay. We, we have the shooter McGavin. I am the tour. All of a sudden, this young punk who this doesn't do things right comes on, threatens him, threatens his spot, threatens his space. Yeah. He goes and buys Grandma's house. Oh, that's right. So yeah, you got to set this up. Why this is such a big deal if we see the the good and the bad, the the fight, the conflict, and they put it all on the, on the line where if a happy wins tournament, he gets Grandma's house. If he loses, he's quitting. The, the tour. This, so this is, is true. a big deal. This is a big deal. So we, we come to the final green putt. Uh, Happy has a makeable putt to win the whole thing. And just before he's ready to putt, the tower comes crashing down the television tower on the green. It's in the way. And, you know, what do shooters say? Uh, uh, you got to putt it where it from lies. where it lies. Well, that means you're going to have to figure out a way around this TV now, tower. Forget the fact that it was the guy shooter hired to take happy out he's already hit him with the car and he this took out the tower yep this so, is true you know gotta love movies so if you go to youtube you can find it happy's final putt and all of a sudden all of that training all of that practice comes into bear because he's looking at it like a miniature golf course he's gonna putt using this tower to get it to the hole but i think the important part of that is just beforehand the encouragement that, that has really come into Happy's life to get to this very moment from uh, the likes of Chubbs, from his grandmother. Uh, fans. You know, the fans themselves. And, and hey, let's not forget his love interest, Virginia Bennett. You know, there she is, oh, yeah. uh, right by his side even in this moment. Very reminiscent of the way the Apostle Paul writes uh, to the various churches. You know, I'm, I'm really thinking about uh, here Philippians. Uh, you know, in his letter to the Philippians, it's really one of these great letters of encouragement. I, I love verse 3. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Mm. I mean... He, he is really building up that group of people. You know, even later on, the, 
the, the great passage of Scripture. It's called the Carmen Christi. It's uh, Philippians chapter 2, 5 to 11. Uh, he says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Uh, and then he goes on and talks about being Christ-like uh, in, in your humility, uh, but also in Christ's exaltation as the Savior of the world. Well, and, and, and let's face it, getting encouragement. I mean, you and I, the letters we got from our students uh, oh, during Pastor beautiful. Appreciation Month. Beautiful. Uh, so awesome. I mean, just one of those heartfelt things where uh, we can keep doing what we're supposed to do, but let's face it, most of it's expected. Mm -hmm. You know, unless you do something wrong, you, you, I, I think about those people in our lives where, you know, the referee, they only get pointed out if something's poor. Right. Uh, and I think pastors kind of fall into this sometimes. I think teachers, the yeah. expectations are going to do the job. If something's wrong, boom, that's what's pointed out. So so the encouragement that comes from this is a big deal. I think it's a big part of that. Yeah, I would totally agree. You know, we go back to that month of October, Clergy Appreciation Month. We get a whole month. Um, <laughs> I, Never really gotten a whole sure, month yeah. of encouragement, <laughs> but uh, what I really appreciated this year, you know, uh, all the kids in our school, we have a school here at our church that uh, did these uh, thank you notes, and I, I pulled two of them out. I, I have a file of reasons why I'm a pastor and remain in the ministry on those dark days. And I go back and read and it. I just yeah. go back and look, but one of them was so sweet. The, the child in our middle school uh, wrote you know, so thankful that you are our pastor as you watch over and take care of our school, and especially during these very difficult times, and really keyed in on this idea of COVID and that it isn't easy being a leader right now. What what a great word of encouragement from well, a child. Let's face it, the first, what, two months of this, well, the first two weeks you're on your own because I was having to quarantine. That's right. And then we spent two months <laughs> wandering campus where unless our musicians came on the campus to do the taping, yeah. it was a ghost town. We yeah. were pretty much on our own. You're, you're looking at a camera. You yeah. you, you lost true. contact and, and you crave it when you lose it. Yeah. So think about that encouragement and who is it that you can encourage in your life? Happy needed encouragement. He needed mm. He needed mentoring. And he received it. Uh, I never really thought of Happy Gilmore as a movie about mentoring and encouragement, but ultimately it is as he kind of transitions from this hockey player who can't skate to this golfer who hits the ball a country mile and wins the tour. Grandma, yeah. the new girlfriend, Chubbs, until yeah. Chubbs passes away, the memory of Chubbs. You know, yeah. I mean, he does have a lot of people there. Sure. So, yeah. Which uh, leads to our question of the day, something to ponder. Um, you know, Happy struggles with this notion that he's a golfer and not a hockey player. Uh, the gifts had to be honed and worked in order for him to achieve. So maybe the question we need to consider each of us for ourselves, have you really searched your own life thoroughly to discover your personal giftedness? And are you bringing people into your life to maximize those gifts for personal as well as for kingdom work. I think that's a great point for us to leave off on um, as we close out today. I want to thank you all for tuning in to our show. Next week, uh, we're going to go hunting. <laughs> we're going to go hunting. Little, little in memory. For the Red October. Yes. Little ode 
to the great Sean Connery, The Hunt for Red October. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.